Welcome to Apple at Work, your podcast all about the intersection of Apple and the enterprise. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host. We have two uh, two friends on the show today. One's a recurring guest. One is a first-time guest. We have Ben and Javi from uh, our friends at Adigy. Uh, ben, Javi, welcome to Apple at Work. Hey, thank you, Bradley. Thanks for having us, Bradley. So, Javi, uh, you're the new person on the show this week, so we'll, we'll let Ben do his introduction in a second. But Ben has been on the show many times. Uh, can you give us an idea of who you are and what you do at Adigy? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so my name is Javi. Uh, I am a tier three support engineer at Adigy. Uh, so support is the first line of defense when it comes to customers having issues at Adigy. Uh, so I spend most of my days uh, working on escalations for uh, customers who are having a little bit uh, bigger of an issue. Yeah, it's. I always tell people, like, you, especially if you're in technology, you would do well to like spend some time in your career uh, working tech support. Yeah, I think it just builds character and it really helps you put yourself like products in the, the hands of like the point of view of the customer. And I think that's critical. Like my first job um, when I was actually in college, but I was, I was uh, working full time was at tech support for an ISP. And that will, that will certainly give you, um, that will certainly give you uh, kind of what's the word uh, calluses. I mean, you, you do have to work incredibly hard uh, to do that. But um, so, but Ben, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and remind our listeners who you are and what you do at Adigy. Yeah. And I want to, I want to add to that tech support does build character. I, I did it for many years. I did it uh, when I was starting my business and uh, yeah, you learn patience, you learn communication skills and uh, yeah, it's a great point. So my role at Adigy is, Apple uh, champion. My title is Apple champion and growth advisor. And uh, what that means mainly is that I help MSPs, managed service providers grow with the Apple platform. And, uh, you know, we, we had just quickly, we had a, a conversation about my title when I came on and we decided to put Apple in the title uh, because we're, I, I spent a lot of time talking with managed service providers who are so Windows centric they really aren't familiar with Apple, but a lot of them are becoming aware that they must acknowledge the Apple platform and they need to know how to do that. And so I'm, I'm doing my best to help them. You say that and it really hits home for me because I think thus those of us like that are kind of in the trenches with Apple, we think that like Apple is the dominant player now in yeah. the enterprise. And it's certainly like the fastest growing one. And it really reminds me of like the a cloud migration. So, we, you know, we've been hearing cloud migrations in the enterprise for 10, 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of organizations just now doing that because it takes that long to plan. So like it, it, you think about the, like the hype cycle, um, so much of the work in like cloud migration and the Apple and then also the Apple penetration, in the enterprise, it's really happening now. And, and so, yeah, you know, we are, we were all like heavily into Apple making this inroads in the enterprise a decade ago, but right. there's a lot of people who are just now beginning that journey. And so we, we kind of have to take our, you know, maybe our rose colored glasses off and like, we still have a lot of work to do, um, in this. And, and I think that's why it is so critical to, you know, it's not just, uh, it's, it's, it's not just like, Hey, everybody loves Apple. It's like, there are still people that are like kind of Apple curious and like, how, do, how does this work? You know, how is this migration work? How are the devices managed, managed like things that would to, to all us three are you know, second nature now are still very new to the vast majority of the enterprise world. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, the things that are happening today are, let's be honest, they're things that I thought were going to happen in the early 2000s when I started focusing on Apple. <laughs> so, so 20, 20 plus years later, it's, it's starting to happen. 
Yeah, it takes time. Gradually, then suddenly. So this week we brought you all on. We want to talk about something that we've really not talked about before, and and that's Apple's you know, first really new device launch. I mean, you could say AirPods, but first new device launch in in nearly a decade. It's the um, um, app, you know, the the new VR AR product, Apple Vision, and and I, I'd love this to you know, you know, Javi, we'll start with you. When you first, you know, I'm sure you heard the rumors. When you first saw the product, what were your initial reactions, and then what are you, um, where are you at today? Uh, Bradley, I, I want to jump in for just a second because I want to mention that uh, the reason we got Javi on here uh, is when you asked me to join today's episode, I'm like, we got to get Javi because I talked to Javi. I met him last year. I was new to Adigy. Uh, I don't know, Javi. How long have you been at Adigy? Uh, I joined in June. In so June, it's been okay. About six so, months, yeah. like, we joined. I joined maybe about the same time or right after you. And uh, I heard that Javi had spent many hours with this Apple Vision Pro device, and he was so excited about it. I was kind of lukewarm about it. I was like, "Yeah, that looks cool, whatever." But it's almost like he sold me on it. And so I'm like, "We got to get this guy on the show." This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Muzzle. Deploying, managing, and protecting Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult or require several solutions. Mosul is the only Apple unified platform for business. By combining enhanced device management, endpoint security, internet privacy and security, single sign-on, and enhanced app management into a single Apple-only platform, businesses can now easily and automatically deploy, manage, protect their Apple devices automatically with one solution at an affordable price. With a solution for every business size and the best support in the market, start a free 30-day trial and see firsthand why Mosul is more than an Apple MDM. Mosul is everything you need to work with Apple. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. That's business.mosyle.com. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. <laughs> I appreciate that, Ben. Yeah, I was um, I was in a, a bit of a unique position, so I guess I'll, I'll, I'll tell the story. Uh, I was working in Apple retail before I was working uh, at Adigy, and I got the unique opportunity to do one of Apple's career experiences. That's what they call it internally. But, you know, think of it as kind of like an internal internship. Right. Uh, so, you know, they, they pulled my name out of a hat. I interviewed and uh, lo and behold, I ended up working in quality assurance for Apple Vision Pro. Uh, so I got a pretty unique, you know, outlook into the product in, in its early stages. Um, and it, it was probably one of the best experiences that I've ever had <laughs> around any tech product in general. Um, specifically, I, I can cover what I worked on. Uh, so I was applications quality assurance for both the uh, AirPlay and FaceTime features on Apple Vision Pro. Uh, so everything from the avatars that, you know, mimic your know, real life uh, to being able to mirror the uh, the headset to your phone or any other uh, airplay devices um, so yeah uh, I would say you know that at first that I, I had no idea what I was going to be working on but I when I walked into the office that day and and you know it kind of hit me it was it, it was really cool so um, yeah I, I'm in a, a unique position here to kind of tell what what I really enjoy about the product and and you know what, what we should be looking forward to. I think that's a critical thing because to, to state, because I'm probably in the same spot Ben was slash is. I mean, so like I'm still sort of lukewarm about it from, and I think it's like, I'm looking at it from a consumer standpoint to where 
I, I frankly have enough screens in my life day to day. And I think I I struggle with, and I think some of that's like working at home. Like you just kind of, you know, you're just kind of staring at screens all day. And, um, and so that's where I'm like, okay, do I need yet another one? But what, what I'm trying to reframe my thinking is, is not that it's yet another one, but is this a replacement for one? And I think that's really the framing we want to come at it here from this show is what does this look like in the enterprise? Because, I mean, I think about like, say the iPhone, the iPhone was another screen, but then it was also a replacement for some of the stuff. Maybe you did your computer or on the, you know, then the iPad's largely the same way. So it kind of, you know, it augmented some of the use cases. And I think that's really, really critical. Um, and, and so, you know, I'm thinking back to the Google Glass days, like there was, that was kind of the one of the original promises is that, the, you know, you think about the medical, you know, experiences are in the construction industry. And I think we see Vision Pro today, for what it is, not realizing like what this will become just in the same way that like what, how we use cell phones today, like an iPhone of today versus the cell phone of 2000 are drastically, maybe it's, yes, it's still the same category, but how you use it in the use cases are so dramatically different. And I think that's where we have to think about this from the enterprise is what the product is today. It's not what it'll become. So, so, uh, you know, Javi, as you have, you know, again, you're excited about the device. What makes you excited about it from a consumer point of view, but then what are you excited about from a work point of view? Uh, I've always been a, a big fan of, you know, AR, VR in general, right? Um, I, I, the reason I think they actually chose me for this project whenever I uh, interviewed for a career experience is because I actually, you know, own a Valve Index. I've been, you know, super involved in VR for, for a long time. Um, but honestly, like as a, as a consumer, it's it's really exciting to me because it's a, it's a completely new platform, right? The amount of ideas that people can conjure up uh, with this kind of experience are, are, are going to be incredible. Uh, I can tell you that putting on the headset for the first time and seeing the pass through and how clear it was, uh, it, it is mind blowing. And I'm sure when you get the opportunity to do that yourself, you're, you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about. It's almost like you're 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 putting on just like a regular pair of glasses. It's not really you know, it doesn't really have that big of a screen door effect when you uh, put them on, which is really, really, really nice. Um but yeah, the, the the possibilities are endless, right? With this thing having such a, a strong processor, it allows developers to build an experience that is completely unique to you know uh, th- this kind of product, right? Sure, you have MetaQuest or you know other related products in the uh, in the industry, but I feel like because of the, the the raw horsepower that this thing has, and also just the 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 resolution of of the displays and and you know the cameras that are attached to this thing, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be able to unlock a lot of uh, very unique experiences that I you know we, we don't know what that's gonna look like yet because we we haven't really seen many applications uh, be previewed but I'm sure as we get closer to this thing coming out we're gonna see what uh, developers have really conjured up. No, that's a it's a very astute point and. I'm I'm thinking about the Apple Watch especially. So the Apple Watch did unlock some new use cases for for health and fitness. But one of the downsides of the Apple Watch is how small it is. And and there's only so much of a screen you can see. There's only so much processing power. I think that, you know, it it is in some ways limited by that. Um, Ben, what what has made you a believer? I mean, is it is it thinking of these use cases, you know, Javi's excitement? Why are you now a believer in Vision Pro? Well, let's say, let's say I'm, I'm still a tepid believer. I mean, I, I believe Apple will be successful in this product, no doubt. Um, 
am I going to jump out and buy the first iteration of this? Um, that's a tough sell. Uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not quite convinced I will do that. I know Javi said he will do it. Um, <laughs> and Javi, how many hours did you get on, on the vision pro? Would you say? Got, yeah. So, um, I got there in February or sorry, was it February? Yeah, it was February of uh, 2022 all the way up until July of 2022. Uh, so, you know, solid five, six months that I spent uh, with the products. Wow. And that was basically you know, using it every single day in, in some capacity. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, um, Bradley, kind of like you, I look at screens all day. So the idea of looking at another screen is not that exciting to me. However, you know, I was thinking about this and I, I do have a feeling when I'm working of being constrained by a screen, uh, more so when I have to revert to a smaller screen. Like if I'm traveling and I'm only working on my MacBook Pro and I don't have my external display attached, I suddenly, I don't know, I just feel like I'm not getting things done. And I started thinking about the what I think Apple calls the boundless canvas, you know, the idea that you're not limited by the, the, the size of your screen anymore. And I, you know, I haven't experienced that. Uh, Javi, I'd like, like to hear what you thought about that, but just this idea of having like just the other day, I needed to, to schedule something on my calendar. I got a text on my phone. I, I hate s- switching back and forth. Cause like I read the text, then I go to my calendar then I go back to the text. Then I go back to my calendar. And so sometimes I'll just pull, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll pull my iPad up right next to my iPhone and just coordinate that and get it done very quickly. And I was thinking, you know, with Vision Pro, I, I should be able to do that in, in the space of just looking out into the world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right, right? So the 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 biggest thing that Apple kind of wanted to focus on, I think, with this product was productivity, right? Um, you you can have those infinite windows kind of stacked on top of each other in your in your your space, right? So I'll give you you know a good use case, right? You can mirror your Mac display over to uh, Apple Vision Pro. You can only do one display, but it doesn't matter because ultimately Apple Vision Pro in itself is a computer, right? So you can stack a bunch of applications next to each other in your space. Uh, to accomplish something like that. So you could have the Messages app open along with your calendar, along with your Mac's display, uh, and all of a sudden, you, you know, you're three times as much productive because you don't have to switch between devices and you stay immersed because you're all in one place. No, that's, I mean, I, I think that's where the future could be, where you could almost see it as as becoming an extension of your work. And, and again, this is pie-in-the-sky future, but imagine a world where, like, this kind of power is in something that doesn't feel like you're having to quote unquote wear it where it just is like, you know, it could be built, you know, it could be heavily built into a much smaller unit that, you know, glasses that were, you know, doesn't like I'm right now, I'm wearing blue light um, blockers, with my glasses, but like imagine a world where like that kind of form factor has that much power built in. It's, and, and maybe some of it is like it's tethered to something at your desk that's plugged into the glasses and it's giving it the power, but that's very, very possible. And that's when you go from, again, the Zach Morris cell phone. I'm sure you don't know if you don't know how old you, you all are, but like the, the cell phone Zach Morris had and say by the bell to the iPhone of today. Like, you know, if you go back to that time period, the iPhone of today would look for like it's something from the Jetsons. But that that 
kind of happen in the in the relative period of history that happened very fast and we could see the same thing with vision pro um Right. And again, it, we, we were all talking for the show uh, just about like Zoom fatigue and like yeah, 30 minutes in real life with somebody is better than like, you know, three hours on Zoom. And, and it's like not that you could replace the in real life, but like you could certainly make that a much more collaborative experiences for remote employees. Yeah, I mean, rem- I was thinking about in, in when the flat screen televisions came out and they, they were not flat. Remember, they were big, they were bulky, super heavy. If you're going to mount them on a wall, you, you better have, you know, pro mounting gear. And um, and they were very expensive, extremely expensive. And in fact, I looked it up and it, it was in 1997, the first official flat screen TV cost $15,000. And that's in 1997 dollars. And uh, today, you know, we have these very thin, much, much more affordable uh, displays that we can hang on a wall. So I imagine the Vision Pro is going to get there. It's going to eventually, you know, get smaller and lighter and more affordable. Um, and, and the ultimate, the, the ultimate future, you know, and I don't know if this will happen in our lifetime, but uh, the idea of, of um, uh, having the, this all the way sitting on your eye. Right. It's it's the idea that uh, contact lens sitting on your eye because you need it to be that close to eliminate the, the light seal that, that currently the Vision Pro requires to kind of keep, you know, so they can darken the room and and manipulate the environment. But I also believe whether this takes off in, in the consumer market, uh, I know I, I want to talk more about some business applications, but um, I can see Apple using this technology you know, possibly in the rumored Apple car, in the in the in the in the windshield of the Apple car, or in a maybe it's a bike helmet or a more motorcycle helmet with a visor. I mean, th- those could be future applications of this technology, and um, I think it's super exciting. What, what are what are some of the business applications you're thinking? Well, ben? I, I'm thinking that uh, if I needed to do any type of training, you know, if I don't have to to physically build an entire environment, but I could just put on a headset and walk someone through maybe, you know, maybe a brand new store that I want to build. Um, maybe some type of, uh, interactive training where I need, I need somebody to just prepare for a situation. Um, and I can build a 3d model of that and have them experience it. Uh, I, 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 there's gotta be applications. I don't work in those areas. So, uh, these are just, you know, dreams but uh i think in medical and construction in um any type of field work you know there could be applications my own personal application maybe lego will have an app where it'll help me identify the one lego piece i'm looking for in a pile of legos you know i have no idea (laughs) oh that's that's that'd be pretty nice um javi what are some of the business applications you're thinking about yeah, so I actually wanted to touch on what uh, what Ben said about you know being able to collaborate with uh, with people through Apple Vision Pro. Uh, as somebody who kind of worked on the the, the FaceTime features on this product, I, c- I can tell you that um, for sure collaboration was one of the, the the biggest things that Apple wanted to to bring with this. Right, uh, the idea is through FaceTime you still have the ability of doing share play, right? So you can share play you know video or share play music. Uh, but also uh, with Freeform that launched uh, last year, uh, you can collaborate on a board, right? So you have a, a a board that you can add 3D models to, or you can add you know different documents to, and you can storyboard, et cetera. 
Um, so that 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 will be possible. And I think uh, it's not far from the realm of possibility to you know build apps that will let people work together in the same space. Um, I, I think it's it's really important to the product as as you know as far as I understand, and um, I'm I'm excited for for applications that will allow people to collaborate in, in maybe ways that we haven't even thought of before. So yeah, just to yeah. add to that, I mean the the whole name Vision Pro, like it, this is to enhance our vision, enhance our vision of the world, and the, you know our, we're we're not. Uh, as good as robots at doing some of this stuff, like quickly identifying the, 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 you know, the needle in the haystack, but a computer could do that. And, um, you know, becoming more, more, more cyborg in a way, like let me put on my, my vision pro goggles or contact lenses or whatever they are and enhance my vision in a way that I just can't do on my own. Um, and, and maybe that will have other implications for people, even with, um, you know, eye, eyesight issues. Maybe there are ways to enhance, enhance their vision. Um, you know, I'm also curious. I have an autistic nephew, and um, I don't know if this would be a good fit for him, uh, but I know autism has a large scale of, of you know, from, from light to, to very, you know, in, um, intense levels of autism. And, you know, would this be beneficial for for people with autism, uh, just to have this environment where they have a little more control over their world. You know, I, I don't know, but, um, I, I can't wait to find out. I think the way, the way I'm trying to help my brain think about this is that this is a blank canvas, um, in, in terms of a new, a new world of technology. So it doesn't have to fit into the, what we, I've come to expect from a laptop, a desktop, a watch, a smartwatch, a smartphone, a tablet. Like this is a new thing where we can start to uh, dream again a, a little bit. And like, what, what would we do? I mean, there, you think about some of the iPhone apps we have today. Those were like, would have been dreams 20 years ago, but until you kind of have that canvas on which you can build, you don't know what you're going to come up with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember. I mean, I remember the first time I saw like a, a portable television. <laughs> it was a really small, like black and white television, and I thought that was the future. It was so cool. And you know, back in the day, the Dick Tracy concept of having a, a, a television screen on your watch was crazy. Uh, but we pretty much have that now. I mean, not that you would want to watch television on your on your uh, wristwatch, but we we do so much with technology it's and it's come so far so fast it is hard to uh or it's easy to forget how far we have come even even in our own lifetimes no that's that's a great point um there's just going to be i mean the sports use cases to me or concerts like there's obviously would i rather be at the sporting event sure would i rather be at a concert sure but there could be some new interactive um stuff there that could be really cool i mean again you think of again just for me it's just about taking you know, like the hybrid work model and just really upending it. Well, um, you, you mentioned Bradley, we- the sporting events. And, and uh, although I agree, agree with you going to a sporting event is, is more exciting, but I was recently at a sporting event and I'm like, what am I missing? And I realized I was missing all of that data that I am used to seeing on the screen at home, all of that commentary, like that extra layer of information 
I was just there without that. Yeah, I was there with friends and I was there live and there's energy. But yeah, melding that together, like you can have the best of both worlds. You can you can feel like you're at the live event, but actually get all the additional information layered on top of it. I think that's pretty cool. Um, now, I don't expect people to, you know, go to a game wearing these things. I, and I don't I don't really expect people to be running around wearing these things, although I'm sure we will see some people doing that. Uh, I feel like it's it's more of a safe environment to do this in a safe place at, at home or at work. Uh, but who knows? I mean, I, we used to think people weren't walking around with air uh, with early AirPods or or even mask in, in the United States was kind of strange. And now we see it all the time. So maybe we'll see people walking around with Vision Pros soon. And I think that also goes down to how did the form factor goes. I mean, where if you could wear essentially almost yeah, again, this sporting example is a good thing. If you could you know, blink your eyes a couple of times and like watch a replay and, but it did not impede watching it live, but you could say, I want to zoom in on that. And you're in a way you can zoom in. I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. pine the sky stuff, but you know, who knows? Um, Javi, as we wrap up here, this has been awesome. And then again, I, I think, and again, I think we have to temper, like this is not V1 stuff. I mean, I think the, the app, my always rule is like, you don't ever want to like the first generation thing will be, drastically outpace on the second, third, and fourth ones. I mean, you can, the iPhone was a great example. That first iPhone is pales in comparison to, A, what we have today, but just what you had the next three years, 36 months. Um, Javi, what are you, you know, you're, I, I assume you're getting this day one. Am, am I correct? Are you buy, or trying to buy this? Are you at the right now? We'll try is lined <laughs> up at the local Apple store. Yeah, I'm, I'm there right now. It's freezing cold outside. Please help me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, so assuming you get one, what's the first thing you're going to do? Honestly, um, it, it's it's going to be about going through the app store for me because uh, you know last time I was with the project was in July of 2022. So uh, you know being able to see how the operating system has evolved since then, uh, and you know what people have come up with to you know yeah you know, to use this product uh, with, uh, and you know I, I think that that that's going to be the biggest thing for me is is being able to to run through the app store uh, and look at what people have been working on for the last, you know, uh, six months or so since the WWDC event. Uh, and I guess the other thing that I would be excited for is that, that, you know, watching movies on this thing, man, it's, it's incredible. And, uh, it'll be it'll be fun to it'll be fun to watch uh, how this industry evolves. Uh, uh, ben, any final parting thoughts today? Well, yeah, I just want to make sure this is a program where if if we mention the product enough, the manufacturer sends us the product. Is that is that how this works, Bradley? Could be, could be. <laughs> so yeah, Vision Pro. What what would I do with it? Um, I cert. Well, you know, I Javi has already spent many hours with this device, so he has clear intentions of what he wants to do for me. It would just be like kid in a candy store. Let's just check this out. I've heard that the, 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 the way that your eye navigates this thing is just amazing and almost feels magical. And, you know, only Apple it can is, really man. pull it's that crazy. off. What was that, Javi? It, it, it definitely is magical. That was the, the, the first thing that you kind of do when, when you're there is, is calibrating your eyes, right? Uh, because it has to be able to understand where they are in the headset. So even the the first time calibration was magical. Uh, and and you'll when you get to experience that, it it, it will blow you away. And speaking sure. of calibrating your eyes, uh, because I do now wear glasses, I would benefit from the additional what is one hundred and fifty dollars to get the Zeiss lenses prescription lenses. Correct. Yeah, they they are magnetically attached to the lenses yeah. of the headset. So I'll need those. <laughs> 
Oh, no, my uh, as I get older, uh, my eyes are getting certainly worse. Got to get eye doctor appointment uh, here coming up soon. First time in a while, but uh, guys, it's been great having you on the show. I um, you know, will have to um, Avi when you actually have the device, assuming you get it on day one. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, <laughs> um, we'll have to have you back on and get some first reaction and, and, and use cases. And again, you know, because you can just even imagine how this can impact tech support where you could be potentially like, you know, see a, somebody's data center or, you know, the, you take think about like remote support to the new level. It could be absolutely fantastic. Again, who knows what the future will bring. But uh, guys, thanks for coming on. As always, thank you, thank you all for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I always appreciate a five-star review. If you're giving it a one-star, just – Take, take your time elsewhere. I just, just want the five stars, and I'm kidding. Uh, but thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you all next week.